0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Against the Current, where today we are back with another episode of the podcast, and um, we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 6, Unlawful, where, um, actually, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, But first, I just want to mention that this Sunday, for those of you who are in the United States, I feel deeply sorry for those who are um, not in the United States. I know that's got to be really sad, but I look forward to seeing the Christmas episode i mean you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> the christmas special uh coming to the chosen app soon uh, uh as, as they've said uh so that is coming wednesday uh that's at least the first day that it's it's um showing in theaters uh the chosen or christmas with the chosen season 2 no yeah <laughs> uh, sequel kind of or eh. it's almost like a recon on the um shepherd because in, in the shepherd it's and the chosen has been promoting this lately the chosen has been promoting that you watch the shepherd or or yeah prompting that you watch the shepherd before you watch the christmas special but um in the christmas special it seems like mary and joseph are going to or not mary and joseph uh, mary just mary is going to give birth to jo- jesus in i cannot speak that's so terrible forget i said that um it seems like she's going to give birth to jesus in a um different place it seems like seems like different place than uh she gave birth to jesus in the shepherd i don't know we'll have to wait and see but it seems like they might be reconning the shepherd which would be bad and i hope the shepherd um uh, i forget his name uh, dennis maybe i forget I f- yeah i forget his name uh but it seems like i don't know he won't be in the episode the shepherd from the shepherd um short film that started The Chosen. Um, and it doesn't seem like he'll be in it, and it doesn't seem like it's the same place. So they might be retconning, which, if you don't know what means, retcon. con like, it's, it means to, to kind of, like, go back and change something in the already established canon of um, a TV show or a movie franchise or something like that. Like, if, um, if they have, in season one, Jesus says... Um, I am the cranberry sauce of your sandwich. Um, and then they go back in season two and have Jesus say no, or if they have Jesus say, or like that's Jesus' catchphrase in season one is cranberry face. And uh and then season two, is, his catchphrase is apple juice. Um uh that, that would be <laughs> that's a dumb example. But that would be a recon. Like they, they changed it. They 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 said, No, it was always this way. It never happened that other way that you thought you knew we're changing it um and to be this way so it seems like they might be reconning the shepherd which would be sad because um the shepherd was really good and i and i have wanted to see the shepherd continued or at least referenced in the chosen canon but it hasn't been this far except for in the novel uh or the book i have called you by name for season one which gives more backstory to shimon 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 um whatever his name is um Again, I'm bad with pronunciation. Um, it seems like they're they're reconning that. And that's the only representation he's gotten since the shepherd is in the book. So that would be sad if we don't get to see him again. Maybe we'll see him in season three. I've always wanted to see him again. Like why can't we see him again? That would be awesome. I think I've said this before on the podcast. Um, but um, uh, doesn't seem like Dallas Jenkins. One will accept my ideas or two. There is no two. He just he just won't accept my ideas. That's about it. Um but Anyway, let's uh so the Christmas special that's coming uh this Wednesday. I'm very excited. I'm going to see it. I'm going to be here in South Florida. I don't know exactly what theater I'll be seeing it in. Um I forget. I have to I'd have to look at the the thing. Uh but I am here in South Florida. For those of you who want to know, I guess. Um <laughs> so that's where I'll be seeing it and I'm very excited for it. Um I am a little concerned that they I don't know. I mean I I I I I don't know why I would be skeptical. But I don't know. There's just this like fear in the back of my mind that that it might not be as good. At least the episode itself, speaking of the episode itself, not the Christmas special. The Christmas special I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be Christmassy, you know. They're singing Christmas songs, uh mostly non-secular, so that's pretty good. Um but not worried about that as much about the ex- actual episode itself. Um I don't know why I'm nervous, but there is this this doubt in the back of my mind that it might not be fantastic. People say it's great, and I've been a little bit skeptical of The Chosen before and proven wrong because it's always been amazing, but I don't know. I just can't help but feel like they're just, I don't know. There's some uncertainty, but I'm sure it'll be great. I'm mostly sure it's going to be awesome, um, like everyone's been saying. I am a little bit worried about Mary, uh, Mother Mary. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit worried that she might not make it out of this um, uh, episode. <laughs> Why do I say that? Um, people say they'd really cry and that they're like so sad over the end of the episode. Uh, this is taking place when Mary's like, eh, I think he said 30 years after Jesus. So she's like 60, which I mean, I guess in Bible times isn't really that old. Um, but she's a lot older. So I'm a little bit nervous that old Mary. I'm talking about old Mary. from from that we've seen in the trailers uh that what it seems like they're going to be doing is flashing back we're getting more of this almost like um (laughs) in the realm of the chosen uh, when they flash forward to these futuristic not futuristic but like to these um like what we got in season two episode one where they flash forward to the future after jesus has died risen and gone to heaven um it's almost like post apocalyptic in these in the in the context of the chosen it's like after the planet was severed by this um major catastrophe um it's it's like it's kind kind of cool if, if uh, it's like to to go kind of the, to the future in the sense of the show and see uh these these future storylines and i like movies you know everybody loves a good time travel movie um and of course, the chosen is not going to be time traveling per se. <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, but it's definitely going to be having a continuous storyline, uh, plot points between two points in time that are multiple years apart from each other. We have Mary in the quote unquote present and Mary in the quote unquote past, where um, she's she's on the road to giving birth to Jesus, the savior of the world. So it'll be interesting to see the connectivity between those those two storylines and how much um of each we're going to get if it's going to be a just one thing at the beginning uh and one thing at the end with old mary or if it's going to be more interwoven throughout the whole thing uh where old mary is reminiscing on um stuff that happens in the 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 bible times before she gives birth to jesus i can i can't think of it um And they're both Bible times, actually, but whatever. Um, And Old Mary, you know, how much maybe how much will happen at least in the in the old storyline versus the young storyline? I'm just gonna say that. Um, uh, No offense to anyone out there. Um, So it'll be interesting to see the interplay between those two storylines. So again, I'm more nervous that Old Mary. I think that would be a nice, powerful, emotional ending to the episode at least would be to kill her off uh, either of old age or or sickness or something. I mean, she's laying in bed. We've seen multiple pictures of her with her eyes closed. Obviously sleeping. I don't know. Yeah, old people sleep a lot. Um but um I don't know. I'm nervous for old Mary because she might die and I don't want that to happen because I'm not ready for it, but um I don't know. I think it's at least a possibility. I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys are probably like, what? You're crazy. She can't die. She might. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I think there's at least a possibility, at least from what I've seen and what I've been able to put together with my analytical mind from uh, all the stuff that we've seen for Christmas with the Chosen. Uh, nonetheless, it's going to be super awesome and fun to actually, you know, I, I never actually, I don't think, met any Chosen f- fans in person before, I don't think. Uh, just kind of connected through social media or stuff. So it'll be interesting to uh, see some fans, you know, in person. That should be really fun. Uh, I had one person comment on my Binge Jesus shirt at Disney World like once. Actually, two people. So I don't know if they were chosen fans or if they just saw Jesus and were just like, oh, hey, hey, hey. Um, but it'll be interesting nonetheless to see. The Christmas with the Chosen, it'll be fun because, you know, we're all in the Christmas spirit now. Especially after Thanksgiving is over, and uh, all the people who don't like Christmas music before Thanksgiving, or at least Christmas celebrating the season and stuff, are now breaking out the holiday decorations and all that kind of thing. We're getting into the Christmas spirit, everyone's favorite time of year. Well, at least it should be your favorite time of year, because if it's not, then... I mean, that's fine. Everyone can have their own opinion, and I'm not going to do anything to you, but... It is definitely my favorite time of year. It's going to be amazing. Um, or it is amazing right now. We're in the Christmas season. Um, so that'll be fun to, you know, have a nice thing to put us right into the Christmas spirit is with the Christmas with The Chosen. Uh, because uh, it's just going to be, you know, there's going to be singing songs and having the monologues and stuff written by Tyler Thompson, which now I think is the main driving force behind all this philosophical speech in The Chosen because of what they've said about the monologues and from the monologues last Christmas special. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. I'm I'm definitely very excited to see the Christmas special, Christmas with the Chosen. It'll be very awesome. And uh, I hope you see you guys there. I don't know if I will. I don't know if there's anyone here in the local SoFlo area, but if you are, it'll be fun. So yes, that is uh, Christmas with the Chosen. But anyway, what the main focus of this episode is, is, um, season two, episode six, unlawful. And sorry, my chair is very squeaky. I think I've said that before, but I don't know if I have. Let's be honest, I don't remember half of what I've said in this podcast, but uh, yeah, my chair is very squeaky, so that's why I hear that random noise in the background. But um, yeah, so let's just get to talking about Season 2, Episode 6 on Lawful, and this episode is a solid episode of The Chosen. It is definitely not as biblical of an episode. They talk about biblical events, that happened. Actually, so there is a biblical event at the end of the episode, and I don't want to, I always feel like I always jump to the end of the episode. I'm like, all right, let's start talking about episode six. So the end of the episode, uh, I feel like I always do that, and I'm sorry if you don't like that, um, but that's just the way things roll on this podcast. So we, have to, we do actually get a biblical event, I believe, at the end of the episode, um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that's biblical, is when Jesus heals the guy's hand um at the temple place and we get that really nice scene at the end which we won't get to yeah okay fine I'll, I'll i'll not speak about that yet the main focus of the episode it seems what they're trying to push is um the redemption of mary magdalene 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 uh, however you say it. um and that's definitely a very powerful and emotionally sound um story plot point that uh resonates i think with a lot of people um, so that was very nicely done, a nice, uh, cliffhanger from last episode. I don't know if I want to call it nice in the moment of when we actually, uh, in the moment of when we all watched it on the live stream and we knew that, it, I think that was the longest gap that we got in between episodes premiering on The Chosen. It was like, cause, uh, when they were dropping the episodes and they hadn't finished them, so they were like releasing them, uh, just when they finished editing them, uh, live on YouTube um they they would have you know obviously gaps because they had to have time to finish the episode and i think that this yeah i think that this was the longest gap in between episodes was five and six and it was like the most suspenseful because they had that big cliffhanger at the end of episode five um so it was like um it was it was a little bit like um stressful for chosen fans or at least me Um, and the people that I know. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you were like, well, I cares," Um, But I'm pretty sure that all of us were kind of like, wow, we got to wait this long. Um, So (laughs) I think that was definitely interesting that this had like the longest gap, I believe. It might be wrong, but I think this was the longest gap in between episodes, and it was like the biggest cliffhanger. Um, So very cool. Um, I mean, it's a nice story point. Keeps things interesting. I don't know exactly how um necessary it was now don't get me wrong it's a great it's it's a great story point um it makes sense within the realm of the chosen it doesn't do anything necessarily wrong it just i i, I in my personal opinion i think that maybe at this point in season two they were thinking well we have these episodes and we need something else to happen before the sermon on the mount so what do we do um just my personal opinion it seems like they they felt that they needed more filler almost i don't want to say filler don't know if that's the exact right term but it seems like they were just like well we need some stuff to happen here to make a full eight episodes of the show. So let's do uh, Mary Magdalene's, this whole storyline with Mary Magdalene, Len, Lenny, falling away from Jesus, and then Simon and Peter having to come and bring her back. Um, And they did the whole thing with Jesus and Quintus, which, as I've mentioned before, episode seven is my least favorite episode in the show because that whole plot point just feels kind of forced and out of the blue in my opinion. Um, It just seems like maybe they, um, yeah, they just had to, like, fill up time before the Sermon on the Mount because they didn't have more. Because if you notice, these two episodes are 90% uh, not from the Bible. The whole thing with Jesus and Quintus, definitely not from the Bible. I think that entire episode, except for that little monologue that he gives at the end. And also, okay, so that's what it seems like here, is that they had to, you know, fill up time and they were like, well, how do we keep it grounded in uh, the Bible? So we'll just put these things at the end of the episode that uh, to keep it biblical. And this episode is the scene where he heals the guy's hand. And then episode 7, it's that little monologue, uh, speech that he gives at the end that I think is in the Bible. Uh, so, in my personal opinion, it just seems like they just like, I don't know. My personal opinion, I don't know if it translates 100% as well as other... Um, parts of the series like i definitely don't think they captured the exact same feeling with season two and i know that's probably the intention it's as a new it's um it's about it's it's um pushing the about sorry pushing the ground the boundaries and growing and um coming up with new themes and stuff but definitely didn't capture the same feeling it still kept most of the magic a lot of the magic um and i just don't know if it is the and even with the the colors of season two which this might be the intent and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but um also the color grading of season two is a little bit different than season one the season one the colors were a lot more like browns and uh, uh darker colors and not as and a little bit more muted and not as colorful uh, whereas in season two there's a lot more like reds and yellows and blues and greens and um, and like more vibrant colors and more in your face um so i don't know what exactly the decision or the intent was behind that uh but it, it definitely things are different season 2 and I, that's probably a good thing that's probably i mean that's what a show needs to do is grow and change and expand the mythology span, expand the lore uh if you want to say mythology and lore about a show about the bible then sure um i don't know just 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 these Two episodes, I don't know how to... I mean, I just don't think they're the greatest of the show, by any means. Um, the whole thing with Man- Mandy Magdalene, with Mary Magdalene, that whole storyline, um, I'm sure it connects with a lot of people, and it is it certainly packs an emotional punch. Uh, but I just don't know how necessary it was to put, even in this point in the show, uh, right at this time. So... And especially with next episode, with the whole thing with Quintus. But I will say one thing about this whole Mary Magdalene storyline is the the relationship between Matthew and Simon Peter. Uh, that relationship is developed a little bit. It gives a little bit of um, like more attention to Simon and Peter's Simon and Peter's relationship. Wow, uh, <laughs> he's going crazy. Um, Simon and Matthew's relationship, and this is what. One of the things that The Chosen does so well is um, the reason you care about these characters is, one, not only because you've read about them before in the Bible and they're like drilled into your brains as characters that you root for, um, but also because they're given time to develop. They're given room to breathe and they're given uh, room to grow and change and develop and uh, um, expand. And to get better and improve, and um, th- it's in scenes like this with Matthew and Peter, like when the the beginning of the episode when they wake up, um, and they're having that little talk in the morning, and just their entire relationship throughout the whole episode. It um, or not the whole episode, but at least the beginning part of the episode. Um, they, it's these little nuances and and little tinier or tinier smaller and a bit more it's the subtle stuff that makes a big difference a lot of the time uh when it comes to movies because there's these little subtle scenes and small uh character moments they all build up and they and they um they culminate in you actually caring about the characters more relating to these characters and getting on their side this is why you invest in the simon and matthew relationship is because you see it growing and changing, and although you may not like it, you understand what's happening, and you want their relationship to get be better. You want Simon and Matthew to make amends and become friends. That rhymed. I am on fire. I'm on a roll. Um, they, You want to see it grow and change because you've seen it develop, and you've seen the whole backstory and the character personalities and their character development and their character arcs, all that stuff, and you've seen it, so you invest in it, and... Um, Although you may not always like Simon all of the time, you still understand where he's coming from, and you can understand his point of view versus Matthew's point of view, um, and you can see them um, clash. And there's just these character nuances that really make a difference in the movie. Now, I don't know if any of you have seen um, uh, Justice League Justice League, from uh, 2017, and there was the director's cut released in 2021, this year. I uh, don't know if any of you have seen it, but a brief summary. There were some issues in development with Justice League when it was theatrical, theatrically released in 2017. Uh, the director, original director had a family issue, so we had to go, and they, the studio brought in a new director to kind of change the movie up, and these two directors are not at all alike in any way, and their visions should not be mixed together. And so they brought in a new director to basically redo the whole movie and uh, chop it up and cut out a bunch of scenes, add in some new stuff, and release it as his own vision. Well, it turns out nobody liked the version that was released in 2017 because they couldn't invest in the characters. All of the little nuances and smaller scenes that make a big difference were cut out of the film, and nobody ended up resonating or liking the characters nearly as much until they released The director's version, the original director's version, they allowed him to finish his version of the movie due to popular fan demand, and uh, they released it on HBO Max this year, and this March. And um, all of the little nuances, the little interactions between the characters, the little bits of dialogue and, and banter and connections and scenes that the characters have together was added back in. Granted, the movie's four hours long and rated R, so I definitely wouldn't recommend it for most people, um, if you're not into that kind of thing, but um, it, um, it, it definitely is a great, fantastic example of uh, character development and what really makes a movie compelling or makes characters interesting and makes you want to, what makes you invest in characters and, give, and makes you be on their side and root for them. And, um, and that's a perfect example of that. When you take away all of the little scenes and all of the little stuff um, that may not seem important um, but really is, then it can make or break um, a movie, and that's exactly what The Chosen is so good at. They have these, they have these little character moments and little stuff and banter and, and bits of dialogue and scenes, and and uh, they have all of that, and they're able to spread it out much over a much longer period of time because the show is, you know, you can go for multiple hours. Uh, because it's a TV show and people can enjoy that kind of thing. It's split up into a little bit more episodic things so the people can uh, digest it easier. And um, it just allows for a lot more character development and um, just better characters overall and more connections between the audience and the characters. You definitely see a very good example of that in this episode with Simon and Peter's relationship. may not seem that important at the time, but when you get to scenes like later in season 2 episode 8 which i think is much better than season episode 6 and 7 uh like the beginning scenes and all of the scenes where these characters are even in this episode um not even just with Simon and Matthew but later uh where their their characters are at the camp the camp or like yeah their campsite um and they're or like the Tamar and uh Mother Mary talking and walking through uh like the wilderness um you can these little character moments is it? Does it seem entirely necessary at the time? Story-wise, no, but character-wise, they're very, very important. And unless you pick up on them and uh, or like have someone like me point it out to you, you never realize the great impact that it does have on the story and on the characters and on you as an audience viewer. Um, so that is definitely something that is strong here in this episode. Um, Very well done in The Chosen in general. Um, So uh, other than that, though, I mean, the the story for what it is, Mary, you know, the falling off of a a follower of Jesus and then coming back and being redeemed uh, because Jesus will always forgive you if you repent and apologize first. Um, Is the storyline in and of itself bad? No. But do I think it was necessary? I don't know. I just don't know 100% to say my opinion on that. Um, I definitely don't think that it was 100%. Yes, this is what we needed. Um, maybe it's because it's not biblical. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's just me getting used to the... <laughs> getting used to different. Um, who knows? Maybe that's what it is. But I just, I just, from a story standpoint, I don't know if it was the best move. And the whole Quintus thing later, which was kind of disappointing. Uh, next episode. We'll get to that. We will get to that later. Uh, but this episode, it's solid. And uh, you get you get some, some nice... Uh, you get a continuation of the John the Baptist storyline. Last episode, we had that nice scene at the end. Um, and the thing with these episodes that's always good is that it always ends on a nice note. It always ends on a high note. No matter how maybe not perfect the episode itself was, the ending of the episode is always a nice wrap-up... Uh, to the to the episode and it always leaves you on a good with a good taste in your mouth. The most terrible thing that a movie can do is, or like a TV show, is have a really fantastic, um, like middle beginning middle, and then the end of the movie just stinks. Then you just leave with a bad taste in your mouth, and you remember the whole thing is not very good. Uh, but with the Chosen, it's every episode has a nice, like just. Sweet and well i don 't know about sweet if you talk about last episode, but um, like just a really nice ending to the episode that always like gives you the final little hurrah before you uh, move on to the next episode so and this episode is definitely has that with the or last episode definitely did with the little John the Baptist and Jesus thing um, and this episode with Jesus talking about the the son of man 's rule over the Sabbath. Uh, definitely a great, nice little emotional scene. And that's probably my favorite part of the episode is that end scene where Jesus heals the guy's hand. That is my favorite scene in the episode because it's, it's just a nice little ending to the episode. It leaves you with a good taste in your mouth because it's um, just a nice emotional punch and a nice uh, character. Just like, just a, just a, 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 like I said, it t- ties it up in a nice little bow at the end of the episode um, where you have Simon Peter eating on eating wheat on the Sabbath and um, the disciples getting mad at him. And, or the disciples, hey, just, how dare you? They don't do that. Um, but the disciples, like, you know, looking confused and Jesus telling them and the Pharisees about how he rules over the Sabbath. Uh, just a very nice ending to the episode. We also get some stuff with Shmuel and uh, his friend. I still can't remember his name. It's like Shamanai or something. I, I might have just gotten it right. Who knows? Uh, they, their little storyline which, again, I still think Shmuel is more threatening than Quintus because we know how he brings about Jesus' downfall. Um, We get more of him and uh, his friend trying to convince the Pharisees how big of a threat Jesus is, which we obviously know succeeds. Uh, So we get more continuation of that storyline. We get more continuation on the John the Baptist storyline, as I said, um, to where John has been taken into custody, uh, and uh, Andrew is fretting about it. And... um, all of the disciples are a bit worried about it. And uh, one interesting thing that I think might get overlooked if you blink. Uh, blink, you'll miss it. That's what I was trying to say, although I didn't come out right. What's um, <laughs> uh, the little thing with Simon the Zealot? Okay, and uh, after John the Baptist says... not he doesn't say that. Um, after it's revealed that John the Baptist has been taken into custody, um, Simon the Zealot mentions breaking him out. Now, um, Yoshi... or Sorry, not uh, Yoshi. His name is Philip... Played by Yoshi Baragas. Uh, he met, He declines the offer to break John the Baptist out. But Dallas has said that John the Baptist will be in Season 3, Episode 1. So, who knows if that storyline gets continued. I don't know. Because, I, obviously, I'm not in cahoots with Dallas and in the, in the crew. Um, I said that weird, cahoots. Um, obviously, I'm not in cahoots with them or, like, involved with them at all. But... Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe that's where they're going with that. Uh, I don't know. You don't know, but, uh, I hope maybe, I mean, Dallas said, we'll see John the Baptist again. I believe, I don't even know if he said season three, episode one, but I, yeah, I think he did. And, uh, he definitely said that we'll see John the Baptist again. Uh, so maybe that's where that storyline is going, but yes, that is, I believe all I have to say on season two, episode six, unlawful. Uh, it's a, it's mostly positive from me. I just don't know if the storyline itself was completely necessary, but it was still a nice touch anyways. Um, yeah, so that'll conclude my thoughts on Season 2, Episode 6. Unlawful, uh, I hope you enjoyed. Make sure to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or follow if you're on whatever uh, podcast platform that you're listening on. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at againstthecurrent.podcast. Email me at podcastagainstthecurrent.gmail.com. Uh, If you want to say something or I don't know, I'll read it aloud. Um, And uh, make sure to have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys next week where we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 7. Bye-bye.